Hi there! This is the Evolution Sermon Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that our message makes your week a bit more awesome. See you in church! The title of my message uh, is The Quiet Place. And I was so tempted to title this message, Shh. <laughs> so, shh. Shall we start? <laughs> okay, so I wanted to talk about the quiet place, ironically, because many young people don't like <laughs> don't like to be quiet, okay? I mean, uh, if you are a youth, I, you probably heard enough times of anybody telling you, be quiet. Maybe it's your teachers, your parents, uh, the librarian, and definitely your class monitor or class monitors right? Definitely your sibling, okay? At least mine do. (laughs) Even if I'm not talking and just shuffling my feet, they will tell me to be quiet. Okay, Um, at least your best friend will tell you that, right? There are so so much um, negative connotations and bad memories around being quiet. So I know so many youth hate silence. So much so, their earpiece, right, is like a permanent accessory around their neck. (laughs) So, and any silence is awkward, any silence is strange. And that earpiece, right, the moment it's silent, they immediately go up into their ears. Even if there isn't any music playing, they will still put on their earpiece. Okay, because you've got to look like you're busy, you're doing something. Okay, so I've ever seen a whole family um, go out for dinner, and every single one of them has an earpiece plugged into their ear. And the weirdest thing is that over dinner, right, they are talking to each other with both of their earpiece tucked in at the same time. So maybe it's supposed to look cooler. I mean, I don't know, right? So, so a lot of youth dislike being quiet. And, and also a lot of you dislike being alone. And quiet, okay? Especially, all the youth can relate to this, especially if they have to take the MRT home by themselves. (laughs) So being alone means being quiet, and being quiet means scary, okay? So, and what's scarier is that if the youth, right, so happens, find out that they forgot their earpiece. (laughs) Can I tell you a true story? A youth, right, ever tell me this, that they will be so, 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 so depressed if... They forgot their earpiece. <laughs> so sometimes, right, when I hear them talk, I wonder if what is more depressing, whether is it they forget their earpiece or the music that they are listening to is more depressing. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? So yes, being quiet uh, and being uh, being quiet and quiet has this fair share of like bad reputation. Okay, one of it being that introverts uh, get a lot of flack. Somehow, being an introvert is seen as inferior to an extrovert in positions of leadership. So if you are introvert, you are sometimes automatically labeled as weaker. And being quiet somehow means that you are shy, automatically associated with you are aloof, you are not good at communication, you are timid, you have no faith, you are not driven, you are not motivated. But that is not true, right? We have so many amazing leaders here in RN who are introverts, right? I mean, as well as we have amazing leaders who are extroverts. (laughs) Okay, 
Okay, so I wanted to speak about this because within each of us, there is this quiet place. Yeah. Uh, what I call it a sacred place. Yeah. A place where we meet ourselves. A place where we meet God. Yeah. A place we sometimes run from. Ignore because of problems, because of distractions, is a place that sometimes we seldom go to. But I want you to know and to appreciate the beauty of silence, the beauty of quiet, okay? Now, there are three things uh, about the quiet place that I want you to know. So the first thing is, the quiet place is about silence. And um, this silence is significant because some of the greatest things are birthed in silence. Some of the most important decisions that you may or will ever make in your life is in this quiet place. So I want to bring you to a story in the Bible, okay? Jesus made the biggest decision of his destiny in the quiet place. So if you have a Bible, you can turn, or if not, you can look up. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 to 44, it says that, Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and he said, Sit here while I go over there to pray. So he took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, My soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. So he went on a little further and bowed with his face to the ground, praying, My father, if it's possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. And then he add on and say, But I want your will to be done, not just not mine. Then Jesus left them a second time and he prayed, My father, if this cup can be taken away from me, I cannot be taken away unless I drink it, your will be done. And so he went to pray a third time, saying the same things again. So it was in this Garden of Gethsemane, in this silent place, that Jesus made the biggest decision. So Jesus knew right from the beginning that his purpose was to die on the cross, ultimately, for all mankind, to stand in our place, to bear the consequences of all the bad stuff that is in in man, in human. But it was at this juncture in the Bible that Jesus had to make a decision. Whether he's going to go or he's going to run. Okay, and you, know, it was, and you know that it was not an easy decision because the fact that Jesus prayed the same thing three times, asking the same thing, whether it's possible, possible not to go to the cross. But every single time, he came to the same conclusion not to save his own life, but to save ours. So I find that many times, the commitments you make in those moments of silence outweighs what you might make in a moment of hype. So for me, right, I'm, I'm very touched when I see people make a commitment. Whether is it to God, uh, to one another, to their team, or to a friend. And it's often the very unassuming ones that really, really gets to me. That means they don't necessarily have to be the most extroverted, uh, to stand on stage to make a declaration, but they kind of make a solemn promise that they will always be loyal to God, to a friend, to a team, no matter what. And these are perhaps the most powerful ones and perhaps the most precious ones to God. So for example, you know, when one of our youth comes into church to pray in the quiet corners of the church, in darkness more, okay, by themselves, and you can kind of hear them whispering like a simple prayer to pray for their connect groups or pray for their family. I mean, those are the 
powerful ones. Yeah. Um, when one of our youth uh, texts their leader at the end of the day about how service really, really spoke to them, like 1 a.m. in the morning, text them, service was really powerful, and how they make a decision and set a reminder and make a decision that I'm going to talk to God every day for 30 minutes. Those kind of uh, commitment may not, may not seem much, right? I mean, it's not like a stand on stage for a whole world to know, but it is powerful. When one of our youth uh, notice that someone in their team is discouraged and down, and they text them and encourage them and tell them that they will always be here for them. So these commitments are the most precious. So, you know, I wonder what do we tell ourselves? What prayers do we say? What decisions do we make in silence, in those silence? In our own quiet places where no one sees and where no one hears. In those silence, I wonder what in your heart speaks the loudest. So I know it's ironic, right, that silence speaks. And maybe sometimes silence speaks louder than words. What, what you do in silence speaks more than what you can ever say. Sometimes your life speaks louder than your lips like, oof, okay. <laughs> so you coming in early, uh, being on time every week, every day to show up for your teammates, to show up for your ministry, to show up for your family, to show up for service, okay, tells me more about your commitment than what you put out on Instagram. Yeah. You remembering your parents' birthday, uh, taking note of a little command that your leaders say and following through with what they say, tells me more about your belief in honoring and respect more than the quotes that you like on Instagram. You going out of your way to show up for an outing uh, or a meetup because it's something that your friend enjoys doing and maybe something that you don't really enjoy doing tells me more about your love for others than what you post on Instagram about, I don't know, what you believe about true love, finding the true love, hashtag true love, I want to meet the true love. Yeah, okay? So, I'll tell you a true story, okay? We have a youth here who uh, ate plain rice. That means have plain rice for a couple days, just plain rice for a couple days, just to save a few dollars so that he can go for outing that a friend really enjoys. But also, at the same time, we also have people who will skip a graduation, who will skip an outing because they want to save a few dollars for themselves. So, I know, I know it sounds brutal, I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's the brutal truth, right? Yeah. That we are our true self in silence. Yeah. And commitments and decisions made in those quiet places and quiet spaces are the real ones. Yeah. So, I want to challenge all the youth here and, and all the young adults here that not, don't run from your quiet place. Yeah. Don't run from your moments of silence in life. You, you got to hear yourself. You got to hear your convictions. You got to hear your heart. Because silence speaks clearly. And that's the real you. So always come back to this quiet place within yourself to make a choice. Don't run, but make a choice. Make a choice of commitment. Make a choice of change. Make a choice of love. Make a choice to keep going, to keep having faith. Amen? So that's the first one, okay? The second one is the quiet place is about solitude. Yeah. 
So the quiet place is about silence, but the second thing is that the quiet place is about solitude. So the quiet place can be a lonely place. Many people are afraid of lonely places because you are all by yourself. And it's funny because a lot of people sometimes feel awkward to be by themselves. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. A lonely place also means that you have to come face to face with your problems. You've got nothing to kind of like hide behind. You have to come face to face with your issues. You have to come face to face with the truth of what's bothering you. And a lot of times people, right, whether you are youth, whether you are a young adult, sometimes we choose avoidance, right? Strategy avoidance. So instead of facing ourselves, we distract ourselves. So for all of you, if you are familiar with this, right, you distract yourself with gaming, with Instagram, with videos, with drama, with music, and and whatnot, okay? But... I want to say this, that a lonely place is not always a bad place to be in. Because our world, right, is such a cluttered place. Can you agree with that, right? That never seems to sleep. Our world, like, just 24-7, something is going on. With so many voices and, and so many noises at the same time. The world has so much glitz and glam, so much lights going on. So not that it is entirely bad, But if we are not alone by ourselves sometimes, it's easy to listen into all these voices of what you should be, of who you should be, of how you should dress, of what you should buy, what schools you should go to, what paths you need to be in, what kind of career you need to be in in order to be happy, to be successful. So again, not all these voices are bad, but you may be too busy listening into all of this that you hasn't listened into what's within you. What are you saying? What's your heart saying? What is God saying? Right? So Lamentations 3.28 says this, that when life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself. Let me caveat again by saying that go off by yourself doesn't mean MIA on life, okay? Can It just means take some time to be by yourself. So it goes on to say, enter the silence, bow in prayer. Interesting, don't ask questions. Wait for hope to appear. Don't run. Okay, so this again reinforces what I'm saying. Don't run from trouble. Take it full force. The worst is never the worst. So don't run, okay? Learn to face yourself and be by yourself, young people. So one more thing I want you to know is that also about solitude is that as much as you have people supporting you, and all of us have friends, family, people supporting us, right? As much as you have your leaders here, your fam, Burnley, (laughs) your fam, your team here rooting for you no matter what. And as much as we love you very, very much and we do our very, very, very best to be there for you every step of the way, that there are some places where you need to go through on your own. There are some places you need to go through alone, in other words. Places where only you can journey. So even if you have friends around you who are so-called in the same phase of life as you are, because everybody is so unique, right? There is just not another soul who is exactly you. 
there will be times that you will feel alone. It is normal. There are times where, you know, you, you have to face this thing or this struggle all by yourself. So let's look back into the Bible at Jesus, back to the same story, right? It says then, Jesus went to Gethsemane, right? The same story. He took Peter and Zebedee's two sons, James and John. And he became anguished and distressed, and he told them, saying, my soul is crushed with grief. Stay here and keep watch with me. And he went on a little further by himself. So while Jesus was at the Garden of Gethsemane, this, right, was his lowest point up till now. I know crucifixion is like, like that, okay? But up to this point of time, this was his lowest point. Yeah. He was in such a struggle and distress that he literally felt like dying at that point. So much so that he took three of his disciples with him to accompany, to pray, and to watch with him. But even then, Jesus needed to face this all by himself. His disciples can only carry him to a certain point. And the rest of the journey, Jesus needed to go on by himself. He needed to go on a little further on his own. And it was in this lonely place that he made the most defining decision. So in the same way, you know, I want to I wanna encourage you, don't run from yourself. Don't run from loneliness. Don't, don't be afraid of loneliness. Don't let loneliness be the reason you become bitter with life. Don't let this reason about how I don't have a friend who is in the same phase of life as me be the reason that you are bitter with life, angry with people, angry with God, and give up on yourself. I want to encourage you to be brave because it matters how you respond when you are all by yourself. It matters what you decide to do when you're all alone. And I want to encourage all the youth today that you've got to choose to walk a little further like Jesus. Amen? So that's the second thing. It's about solitude. The third one is that the quiet place is about strength. So because it is in this stillness that you find strength. So we have silence, solitude, and then strength. So there are some battles in life that you kind of need to fight physically. You kind of have to push through as much as you can. Show up as much as you can. No matter how you feel, you get up in the morning and show up for work as much as you can. Some battles, you got to shout it out. You got to go, I'm going to conquer it, okay? <laughs> you got to shout, shout it out from the rooftops. I don't care. You got to proclaim loudly. You got to like be on a battle mode. You got to stomp your feet confidently when you're praying and kind of like charge into the enemy's territory and demand that fear and doubt and everything just leave right now. <laughs> you got to fight, okay? Sometimes in prayer, you got to look like you're fighting. But there are some battles that are fought behind closed doors, in quiet places, in what I call prayer. So I want you to know that silence is a language and is powerful. And probably... The quiet prayers that you pray unceasingly behind closed doors are proof of a kind of strength that's unmatched of any kind. So, and and one thing I want you to know is that you can always find God in this quiet place. God speaks in this silence. In 1 Kings 19.11, it says that a hurricane ripped through the mountains and shattered the rocks before God, but God wasn't to be found in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but God wasn't in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, fire, but God wasn't in the fire. And after the fire, a gentle and quiet whisper. Yeah. 
when Elijah heard the quiet voice, he muffled his face with his great cloak, went to the mouth of the cave and stood there, and a quiet voice asked him, So, Elijah, tell me, what are you doing here? So I want you to know that in this silence, in this stillness, in this solitude, that you can always find God. And strangely enough, right, even though we say that there are times where you will feel lonely and, and be alone, times where you have to face the trials by yourself, right? Yeah. But despite all of that, you must know that young person, that God is with you always. Yeah. And because of this, you can always find the strength you need to keep going. You can always find the faith to keep fighting one more day. So I wonder, all of you here, I wonder what kind of strength you need to keep you going today. What, what, what do you need God to speak to you? I wonder if you are so desperately reaching out to the skies, crying out, saying that, is there anyone out there who can understand and know what I'm going through? Is there anybody that can hear me? Is there anyone that can help me? So I want to tell you something interesting that I learned and um, I learned about this whale which they call the loneliest whale in the world and this whale is the only whale of its kind and it's kind of close to a blue whale but it is not and it is called the loneliest whale in the world because wherever it swam across the ocean it has never found a mate it has never found family or friend or community because it sings a song, you know whale sings, right? It sings a song like no other. And some say that it wanders across the Pacific Ocean crying out for companionship that never comes. And what they discover is that this whale uh, hears and speaks at a different frequency. So all the other whales, right, they will send out their frequency like a call, a song. And then all the rest of the whales like them will hear the frequency, pick it up, and then they'll kind of like find their way to each other and meet one another. But there's this one whale which lives and speaks at 52 hertz. And there is no other whale that communicates on this frequency. So what I want you to realize is that maybe some of us, maybe you, are like this whale traveling at 52 hertz. You go through life um, feeling disconnected, wondering is there anyone who can hear, who can understand. But I want you to know that God hears your 52 hertz. That God is here with you in this silence, in this stillness, in this solitude, and in this struggle. That He sees you. So maybe for some of us, you know, we spend our whole life trying to find a place to belong. Kind of like this will, right? Crying out for companionship, for a friend, for a family. And you spend so much of your time listening to voices telling you who you should be, who you are, who you are not, that you are not smart enough, that you should be this way, that you cannot be changed, that you, you cannot have a better future, you cannot get out of this. But you know what? It is time for God to step into this space. It's time for God to step into this quiet place to speak in this silence and to silence the voices that are killing you inside and, and last thing is I want you to know that God can find you and that you will find the strength to keep going Amen